0: Hi listeners, welcome to the She Speaks Life podcast, a weekly encouragement where we share our God's stories. I'm your host, Jamie Elizabeth, and I am so glad you are spending time with us today to listen. I am so excited today. I have a special guest. Her name is Taryn Stanford. We met through my daughter. Taryn is an amazing vocalist, and she works as a vocal teacher, and she also works as a princess, and she's not only a princess, a Disney princess, but she's a princess in God's eyes. And I just, she's been such a special part. Of our family and of course training my daughter and her vocals and we just love her she's come on here to share her journey and what it looks like to really be completely dependent on God and taking her through these trials and seeing God reveal himself through this experience that she's had so Taryn, I just want <laughs> I know I spoke a little bit about you, but just giving the listeners a little more information about you would be awesome. Sure.
1: I also am a fitness instructor, so I oh, I just yeah. I work with people and everything I do in serving every aspect their body, their voice and, you know, along with that comes, you know, self-esteem or, or things that come up when you work with, you know, their fitness and health or their, sure. their voice you know is such a personal instrument so yeah <laughs> working a lot with with that and then the joy of the princess stuff and Sing. the little kids yeah. that I mean they are they just think you're completely real so as yeah. a princess so their joy gives me such joy you know and it's that job was a blessing not only I you know I prayed for provision at that time but it popped up and it just really feels like it came into my life to, you know, remind me that there's so much outside of just me and mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, these kiddos, you know, you walk in and they are just ex- their joy is already expected and it's already there and create such joy in you, even when, you know, your own personal circumstances may not feel like you have it at the time. And mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been such an awesome combo of the things that I do lately
0: (laughs) I bet really God's just given you a lot of gifts and talents and (laughs) um I bet that's amazing having those little girls just looking up at you like you're the real thing right Mm and (laughs) they're like wow I've got Ariel or you know Mm -hmm. sleeping beauty at my house so
1: yeah they totally buy it it's
0: yeah fun. yeah and there are many questions that they oh probably yeah. come up with
1: oh yeah you know when you're the frozen characters and they how did you get here and you have to come up with fun things like well they loaned me a sleigh but it has a motor in it and you know yeah. just the things you have to come up with because and they're just like oh yeah like they yeah. totally totally get it
0: yeah yeah what so your eyes get bigger and bigger yeah. oh wow. yeah Yep. So cute. So getting into maybe that journey that yeah. you are coming <laughs> on here to just encourage the people that are listening and giving them a little inspiration.
1: Okay. Kind of started Easter last year. The message that we heard at our church expression, my husband at the time was just like, oh, that just spoke to me and, and that really, you know, I really want to step towards that. And so, you know, sometimes when you feel an act of faith that you want to step out into, that's when, you know, you get stumped because of course that's not what the enemy would want. And so things went a little haywire at that point. Mm -hmm. And it was really about our anniversary time, coming up on our three-year anniversary that things started getting weird and I just was, something was off and end of May, he ended up walking out and with not really any real explanation of just feeling like we weren't on the same page but you know in my mind that was not enough to justify like well how did we go Mm -hmm. from we're not on the same page to you're just you're walking out kind of a thing right and so I just immediately decided that I was not going to chase after him I was going to chase after God and Mm -hmm. fix my eyes to him and not to Chad because it's you know, that may be part of why we were even in that position of, you know, you fix your eyes to each other and not have your eyes fixed to God. And therefore the priorities just get out of balance mm-hmm. and you don't even realize it.
0: Right, right. So you were probably in hindsight. Now, you know, yeah. that was where the conflicts were starting. A yeah, little bit.
1: yeah, for sure. And, you know, I just immediately heard God tell me, this is nothing to do with you. This is a spiritual battle Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's easy to go into all these things about, well, did I do something wrong? Is it something about me? And, you know, it's easy to turn to yourself in that, but, but then you have to realize, well, no, you know, I, I'm following the Lord and this is where I'm, I'm journeying with that. And though I may have some things that I've done, nothing I did justified what happened. And, you know, there's free will. So mm-hmm. just leaning into what he told me, you know, and, and truly understanding that my worth is not attached to the actions in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's so important because we dictate our self-worth a lot of times by how other people react to us or view us. And mm-hmm. I started listening at at one point in my journey to Todd White and Dan Muller. And one of the things Dan Muller always says is, don't let what others don't see dictate what you do see. Mm-hmm. And that so good. really stuck with me of like, okay, this is just the situation. And this is something going on with him. And, it, you know, I need to just continue to keep my eyes fixed to Jesus and impress into God and what he is really telling me through this process. Mm-hmm. So
0: how long have you been married Um, at this point,
1: three years, three years. Okay. Our three year anniversary was May 8th and he left at the end of that month. And there was some, you know, things in there where, you know, he didn't go to a wedding with me and some things that just seemed off you know mm-hmm. things that were happening that was like oh this doesn't make sense if you say we're not on the same page now is when we press in and you go with me to mm-hmm. those things and yeah trying to navigate well yeah. w- but why this isn't making sense for several weeks he just didn't talk to me at all and I I was very confused
0: so he's still out of the house yes
1: he was saying
0: and you had no communication for two weeks nope okay
1: not really um okay. and then when I started when he would communicate it would be very much just like i'm gonna come pick up my stuff i'm gonna get a storage unit um we'll figure out what's happening and i'm just like but what is happening that makes no sense and so mid-june his aunt unexpectedly passed away and he reached out to me to let me know and started being more communicative at that point and asked for me to come with him Mm -hmm. to the the funeral and everything. And I, it was going to be out in East Texas. So we were going to have to travel together. And I was, I was up for that. And, you know, I had already pretty much as soon as he walked out, I started meeting with our pastors and really just, um,
0: getting some counsel, Yeah, getting some counsel.
1: And, you know, they introduced me to the, the soul ties concept and that there had been some things in my past that maybe I needed to cut soul ties with that, I was holding on to that was creating this pattern in me that I didn't even Mm. realize that
0: soul ties. mm -hmm. Oh wow, okay.
1: And that's just you know
0: good way of wording it.
1: mm -hmm. Yeah, soul ties, and it can be you know to anyone that you you know parents or um, a relationship, anything that you have truly invested your heart in -hmm. or have you know a very strong connection with. And it's you know you're not cutting the good things obviously, but the Maybe the manipulations that, or the lies that have attached through mm-hmm. things that you don't even yeah. realize that's happening, and so, just some things that were brought up to me were like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that I had, you know, told myself I I can't, or some programming that I latched onto, like even as early as four, you know, things mm-hmm. that you just come up that you limit yourself. It's some form of lie that the enemy wants you to believe about yourself that mm-hmm. hinders you, um, and right. so. As soon as I did that, it was interesting because I used to be the person who, and I still am this way a bit, but I, you know, I kind of tend to hang back and observe more and Mm -hmm. then insert myself. Mm -hmm. But after that, I all of a sudden was like the first to volunteer for things and jump in and, and afterwards I'd be like, wait, I didn't hesitate. Yeah, what is going on, and just that sort of fire and confidence I was finding in myself was, you know, not hesitate with things. Mm, yeah, so
0: godly confidence, because mm-hmm. you got some healing, right? Yeah, those, and
1: and right away, yeah. because I I made that decision right away <clears throat> that I was gonna seek that and not right stay where I was. And and so, so you're doing
0: all this when he's away. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're seeking for yourself and at a healing point of god mm-hmm. taking care of yeah. what it is that needs to be healed mm-hmm. inside of you right that that, yeah.
1: that had to do with me not right anything with him right so when i i ended up going to the the funeral and there was a point in that trip where i was given the opportunity to sort of Figure out some information and and my husband had been cheating on me. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, finding out that is, you know, just knowing in my heart that something wasn't right and some things weren't adding up and some other stuff I'd found out before that. But that was Mm -hmm. like the final confirmation of, okay, this is what's been happening. This is why we're in this position.
0: Yeah. It still hurts, but you have a little more of, instead of a guessing game, you kind of now have a clear understanding as to why he's you
1: yeah. know behaving
0: this way so it kind of gave you a little bit of closure yeah. at that point
1: yeah and just definitely um you know with that comes new things like spirit of comparison of sort of like well why why yeah her and well, right. you know those things of and, yeah um but just really realizing that you know if it wasn't her, it would be somebody else, because it's still Mm -hmm. a foundational thing that's happening with him and his self-worth and his, you know, accepting love from God for himself so that he can truly show it to others. You know, things like that, that, you know, I, I'd kind of come to realize it was all those things happening under the surface. Yeah. And it wasn't just the circumstance that was the root issue. So I had found that out early that morning and held it all day, because the afternoon was the funeral, and just out of respect for his family, and, and him too, I was trying to just sort of, you know, hold my cards close, and really confer with Holy Spirit of when do I present this information, and so the next morning, when we were leaving, I was driving him to Dallas, so he could meet his band for his job, and at that point, we started talking about it, and in his mind, he didn't feel like I would ever find out and so Mm -hmm. then when I did he just sort of like oh that's it you know there's probably no conversation past this and that's it so he kind of started ramping up things on the other side with this other girl Mm. so that was a Thursday and then the next day Friday I went to the pastor's house and sat with him in prayer and you know he had ridden with me out to East Texas and so his truck was still at my house and I just really had this you know the human side of me was like I'm gonna put all this stuff in the truck and When he gets back, he's just going to pick it all up and that's that. Um, (laughs) But sitting there with the pastors, I just, we were in prayer and I just heard very clearly, you're not going to put his stuff in there. You're going to put a Bible in there Mm -hmm. and you're going to mark every passage that I give you. Wow. And I, you know, that's definitely counterintuitive to (laughs) what people would want to do. It's like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'll do that. And then that night was the Heart of David Presence Conference and it was kind of last minute and the pastors asked me they had an extra ticket and they asked me to go and I'd never been to anything like that before and so I went and Todd White was speaking and the whole time I was listening I was just like oh my gosh you know first of all I'd never heard the gospel presented that way Mm -hmm. and then second of all I was just like this is stuff Chad needs to hear I just Mm -hmm. I just feel in my heart he needs a testimony like this to latch on to so that night I went home and stayed up late watching his video, more of his videos and his testimony videos and I sent one to Chad as well as some other people that I work with at the Musicians Woodshed. I just felt like it would be valuable to many of my friends and whatnot and so then a couple days later Chad responded and was just like that hit home in so many ways and I'm kind of shocked by that and I just want you to know I have a, a meeting set up with the pastors tomorrow that I'm going to go counsel with them as well. And so back up one day I had gone and, you know, gone to the Christian bookstore and picked out a Bible and I had been marking passages in it all that day. And so then talking to Chad, he, you know, after he'd watched this video, he said, you know, I just really feel like maybe I need to get a Bible. And I, I, I just started researching and I, this version might be a good version. And you know meanwhile i got this message and i just start laughing because i'm just like oh my gosh god you literally told me to do this 2 days ago and here he is responding
0: mm-hmm.
1: i think i need to get a bible and you have already made sure he's got one oh, right. through me and um, <laughs> yeah. you know it's kind of those situations With like highlighted scripture okay, verses all well right then, yeah. um look at you go god and so <laughs> i just responded to chad because i had told him that i had something for him But i didn't tell him what and then when he came back with that i said well actually that's what i have for you and it's a men's bible and it has this it's a study bible and so you know it has all this extra stuff that you're talking about and (laughs) so yep i've got one yeah (laughs) and so um the next day he met me at my work and you know he had already met with the pastors and he just he was totally floored and you know he said you know i just Honestly, I don't know how you haven't gone Carrie Underwood and then, like taking a baseball bat to my car, like you know, the <laughs> yeah.
0: the typical. He's like, Why aren't you retaliating? <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to
1: be. <laughs> that's kind of because that's what people, you know, yeah. the world reacts so quickly with emotion and. Yeah, here's you, know, I, you.
0: You're I'm doing it the Jesus way. I'm getting you a Bible yep. and I'm highlighting some verses even for you <laughs> and get you started.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he just he really looked at me and was like, I don't understand how you're responding to me like this and Mm -hmm. I just I grabbed his arm and I said Chad it's it's several reasons but mainly love is patient love is kind and I quoted that verse to him Mm -hmm. and I also said and I just see the man that God has shown me that you are Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and I'm just waiting for you to step into that and so is he Mm -hmm. and he just kind of eyes down to the ground he got really fidgety and he just couldn't quite accept that you tell. so he left and the next couple days he was messaging me a lot about scripture and what he'd been searching through but at the same time he had went ahead and gone back to the place where this girl was up in oklahoma and so you know that moment of like well god i'm leaving this in your hands because how can we be going two directions at once Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and so just you know kind of I definitely kept hope in the situation and I just, you know, a lot of friends were worried, you know, are you waiting for him? Are you tying yourself worth to him? You know, all those things. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I know my self-worth. I'm just giving him an opportunity to realize his mm-hmm. and accept who he is in Christ and who he can be and that I know he can be better than this. Mm-hmm. And I know some roots of where his pain is coming from and things he's never dealt with from way before I was even in the picture that I want him to be able to deal with that Mm -hmm. and come to the realization he needs to Mm -hmm. and you know I was very much of like well your vows are for better or worse and this is definitely a worse moment and so Mm -hmm. if he truly repents from it then Mm I trust that God can do whatever he wants with this situation and so right i just kept leaning into that and i think
0: too because you're leaning so close to god really seeking to have him lead you throughout this whole dark time that you were responding with the way he wanted you to respond at the time and by doing that, it was waiting. It, it's so important to wait on the Lord and mm-hmm. not react with our emotions. Yes, right? Because we could just say, oh, well, pff, the Bible, that that didn't help him. He's still choosing to go back to his old ways. Well, I guess this is it. But because you're allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you, God was not telling you to do anything. Yeah. And so when others from the outside are looking at you and your life, going, well, are you hanging on to something that is not something you should be hanging on to anymore? I saw you and your journey through this time period of just allowing God to be in control of the whole situation, mm-hmm. telling you, this isn't time for you to be doing anything, making any decisions right now, or yeah. even really responding. You are just basically resting in his yeah. presence the and whole that, time.
1: Yeah. And that's something that I definitely had to learn because my tendency is, you know, I like security. I like control. I like, yeah, don't of, we all. You know, A yeah. little bit type A detail personality. And so <laughs> yeah. really, and you know, I would be talking to my friends There's a group of us at the woodshed that kind of started having faith talks and because of how I walked this and we have our own little small group now called Java with Jesus. Oh, (laughs) cute. And it started off as just a text group and kind of an encouraging text group. And Mm -hmm. then 4th of July, which was our engagement date, he came back from Oklahoma and said, you know, I have seen where God wants me. I'm coming. I'm home. I am all in. Wow. I want to see what God can do with it. And it very much felt like, okay, God, yes, here we are. We've, yeah, y- you were able to get through to him. And this is amazing. And he's all in and he loves me. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is it. Yeah. This is
0: what I've been yeah. Yeah, praying for. Praying I'm sure. for and
1: been on my knees this whole time, mourning for and two, this whole time I was praying not for an outcome and not attached to the outcome. And I think that's so important because regardless I'm going to lean into Mm -hmm. God and not my faith is not dependent on the outcome. It will not be offended by the outcome I get because his no may really just be asking you to wait for your bigger. Yes, that's right. And so the whole time I was praying for Chad, but not necessarily for him to come home. If that's how God let it perfect. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I just really I wanted him to know who he was in God and so just declaring those truths over him and praying for wisdom praying for discernment clarity and guidance and those types of things so then Thursday I got home from work and the the atmosphere in the house had shifted and so I asked I said okay did you go to the pastor's house because that was the plan is he's going to go meet with them it's like oh no and I said well did you have some conversations you were supposed to have and he said no well i've just decided that i guess i don't really trust where god can take this and i don't know if you know this is really where i need to be and basically i think i'm going to be leading us towards divorce so a complete 180 again from the day before and so really i think it was that he just you know didn't shut the door Mm -hmm. when he really should have and he got sucked right back and so he left, and he happened, of course, to have shows that weekend in Oklahoma, and so went back to Oklahoma.
0: Because he's in a band, and he tours yes. around, mm-hmm. yeah, in different states.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And I had really been praying this whole time also about whether or not to reach out to this girl, and the Holy Spirit had given me permission, but hadn't released me for when. And so when he left that day, I just, the roller coaster of emotion from day one to day two in this like, I'm in, wait I'm out. It yeah. was just
0: unbelievable, pretty intense. Yeah. And so
1: I, I just went in my room and I, you know, looking back, I'm like, I've never done anything like this, but I'm like, it was felt so good. And thank, thank you, God, that I could do this and just truly give it to him. So I, you know, I went in and just took a shower. I was trying to process things. And then, you know, I just started talking to God and it just started coming out and to the point that I was just like letting out my rage yelling of like this has to upset you too. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. And this is not what you want for either of us. What is happening? And
0: I think uh, some people are like, Oh gosh, you can't get angry with God, but Oh, he God can accept can, it. God can take it. Yes. Okay. We can tell him he understands.
1: Yeah. That's where the free will comes in and he God didn't choose Chad's reaction for me. That's not what he would have wanted. Right. And so just Really knowing that in my heart that God didn't create this situation, yeah. He probably knew that Chad would fall towards temptation, mm-hmm. but there's always the Romans eight twenty eight that He's going to use it for our good, you know.
0: That's right,
1: and things like that. So, so you I, have
0: your moment with God. Yes,
1: yes. This <laughs> rage and then turn to crying and then yes, you know, and then just thank you that I can give this to you, um, uh-huh. moment, um, yeah, and so. You know, at that point I did reach out to this girl and, you know, as classy a message as I could ever have come up with. And even the pastors was like, Whoa, A plus to you. That was (laughs) pretty awesome. You know, just asking her that thing, you know, Chad has told me that you are starting your journey with faith as well. And here's some things you need to know. I do think that there's been some lies said. And so I just want to reach out to you and get on the same page and, Please, as my sister in Christ, would you consider your actions with my husband? And I didn't hear back. <laughs> um, now,
0: it was she seeking, or she, was she a Christian? As far as you, as far knew?
1: as as far as I've been told, she was kind of starting her journey in faith, and okay, but is a Christian,
0: mm-hmm. you know. And then you're hearing this from Chad, yes. Right? Okay, and, okay.
1: You know, he also said, you know, she's really getting into the Bible and, you know, some, some things like mm-hmm. that. So, but at the same time as, you know, he's telling me, well, she knew we were married. She knew, but, you know, I've since learned that it's probably not the presentation given. So, yeah, you know, there's, there's no telling what was really said. And so yeah. in that way, I give her the benefit of the doubt, but mm-hmm. she I still know. knows there's a wife involved. So it's yeah. one of those things you're like, yeah you know, and I, I just really, Had it on my heart to tell her, you know, we cannot search through scripture to justify what we're doing. We Mm -hmm. have to fit to God's word. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't go the other way.
0: Right. Did she call you back?
1: No, she never responded. And Chad actually responded for her and just Mm -hmm. said, Thank you. This prompted us to talk about everything. And I'll always, you know, appreciate how you've led me to God and you introduced me to Jesus because of how you handled this. I knew Mm -hmm. that he's real. Um, And I wasn't actually sure before. And so you know hearing these things you're like well all right
0: yeah planting a seed for the Mm -hmm. other women involved yes
1: so then you know it kind of carried on this way and i just i just kind of came back and said well until you come home and you're back around family and you're back around you know the values that you were raised with and you are not hiding and running somewhere else am i truly going to trust your decisions and you need some counseling And, you know, I think there's some stuff you need to work through beyond even any of this. And so he actually ended up coming back and to the Austin area and, and during this time period, especially after 4th of July, that's when everyone was sort of like, why are you still holding on? And I just truly felt like I'm not released yet. I've asked God to make it so obvious to me and I'm just not Mm -hmm. getting that yet. And so then slowly he started to turn around, and he did start going to counseling. And then it was kind of like he was being very different after that and saying things like, you know, I want to come home. I just don't know that I can.
0: Yeah, kind of putting you in a limbo. Yeah, situation. definitely
1: limbo and, and sort of just mm-hmm. under the guise of there's so much fear involved, and I'm just mm-hmm. sort of like, what? Like, So it was very confusing what the actual direction was or where he really was with things where I was, should be, and I just kept, you know, leaning into what God was telling me, and being on my own journey with God through all of this. And so, in kind of late August, we went down. I ended up going with him down to Houston to visit my stepson, his son there, and did a big day trip. And that night, I got a call from our neighbor who was watching the house and said, "I have some bad news. There, a pipe busted in your house." And so. The whole kitchen, dining room is flooded, and oh, out no. through the the wall down through the garage, and it's running out the driveway. And so he, he's like, "I shut everything off, and I I went backed up about 16 gallons of water." I'm like, "Oh my goodness." Okay, so yeah. got home the next day and chatted, you know, said, "Okay, I'm you know I'm definitely helping you with this. Don't freak out," because <laughs> yeah. at this point I'd still been staying at the house completely by myself. For several months now and he said i'll help you handle all the insurance stuff so he was making those calls and so i got home the next day and you know they came to put the fans up and the big drying fans and yeah. then cut half the wall out and so oh my god no. I, it's like the only two places i could be in my house was my bedroom or our music room and the spare bedroom and just feel like because the rest of the house was so loud and uh, chaos yeah. and mm-hmm. so i just i that evening i just sat there in that room and just cried and was just like how is this like if i didn't have a pretty clear feeling that everything was kind of in destruction chaos here's the physical representation of my home that (laughs) literally is a metaphor for it now no kidding awesome and i just really heard him cut through you know, his voice cut through and just say, don't focus on the destruction, focus on the restoration. Mm. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, right. Keep your perspective and everything. Mm -hmm. And that week actually, so our church does a a program called Team Restore and I have been on the worship team. And so somebody in the worship team with me helps lead that program. And he approached me that week before and said, you know, we had a cancellation and you were on my heart. And I was gonna offer you this space before I move someone up. Are you interested in it? And I just said yes, absolutely, because I just knew that God doesn't open up spots like that for no reason. And so I was like, I'm yeah. gonna take it, and we'll see what happens with it. So this is that same week that I hear him Sunday night tell me, you know, don't focus on the, the destruction, focus on the restoration. And I had my team restore session that Wednesday, and so it was like all of a sudden, well, this is about as biblical me- metaphors you get too, <laughs> like the house flooded you know yes the flood and here we go and restoring after the flood and
0: so seeing some parallels yes (laughs) it's
1: like my house is a literal parallel for my life (laughs) right now so I went to that session and I just really went in with the mindset of like I am not leaving this room the same person I want to Mm. get rid of you know I want things to be called up and I I've fasted that whole day and so that I could just go in and I just you know, him is my whole center that day. And the things that came up, I journeyed through so much in that session. And even they were like, we are so proud of you. You, That was a lot. (laughs) You did awesome. Yeah. And I was like, thank you. I was determined. Mm -hmm. But one of the main things is that came out of it was just really restoring my relationship to the Holy Spirit. Because until expression, I, you know, just sort of heard stories from a religious box versus relationships. So really just leaning into there's God the Father, there's Jesus that we have a relationship with, and then Holy Spirit. And so in that process, just sort of understanding that and then restoring my relationship to the Holy Spirit. And so it's like some of the things they had me ask is, Jesus, can I trust that the Holy Spirit is really with me? And what does that look like? And I had this picture of myself wrapped up in like one of those mummy sleeping bags. Oh, yeah. Like I was walking around and I was just so wrapped up by yeah. the Holy Spirit that all I could... You know, my only my eyes were peeping through the hole in the yeah. sleeping bag. And, you know, just things I was like, man, God has a sense of humor. Yeah.
0: And, and then yeah,
1: also asking, you know, is God really with me in even just the small moments? Or, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to miss the big ones and, mm-hmm. you know, the directions that he wants me to start taking. And and I just heard, I wish, well, I'm with you when I'm brushing your teeth.
0: <laughs> I was wow. Like, yeah. Okay. Yep, yeah. That's
1: a pretty insignificant moment. Yeah. So... <laughs> Glad you're with me even then. So, okay. Yeah. Yep. You're definitely with me in the bigger stuff if you're with me when I'm brushing my teeth.
0: That's right.
1: Um, so, you know, stuff like that. And then at the end, I journeyed into, you know, I saw myself in the house that I grew up in and three different scenes there. And and it kind of went to feeling like I had lost my childhood home due to some circumstances in our family and not really ever getting closure with, Mm -hmm. with that. Um, and so I would have dreams about this house that I grew up with and I think they were coming back to me because in this moment I was having some fear about, you know, my situation, where am I going to live? Am I going to be able to keep my house and, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that, you know, if we get divorced. And so one of the things that Holy Spirit brought up to me was the scene in my house that I grew up with. And the one that really stuck out to me was me. as like, you know, a six or seven-year-old playing out in the backyard and just running all over, just totally free, singing. And, and I would. I would spend hours in the backyard with these most imaginative stories I was acting out, you know, just <laughs> going for it. Um, and so I just really heard him say, this is me in you. This just unbridled joy, unbridled imagination, energy. Um, yeah. creativity. Beautiful. This is me in you and I'm restoring you to this because, you know, over the years you edit yourself due to, you know, relationships or things that you go through your, in your life. You yeah. start to take on, like we said at the beginning, other people's perceptions of you and you start gauging yourself and allowing yourself to be who you are based on what they see. Sure. And so that was a huge moment to me where it's like, I really latched onto that unbridled because I also work and train horse work with and train horses and ride horses and so yeah that term yep so I knew exactly what that meant and just Mm -hmm. that that freedom and I just lost it and in that room and then they they said can you ask Jesus to take you to the father and just rest and then I lost it even more because I was like that concept of me feeling like I and I had to always be the glue for family or be a rock for somebody right you know, that's just kind of my personality, but then I realized it's always Jesus and that I need to be able to let go and let him do his job because that is, you know, yeah. every time I try to step into that position, you know, and I was definitely doing that with Chad, you know, it's like if I just give him this scripture, this one or this video or this, right. this thing is going to be the thing that sparks it mm-hmm. in him or, you know, mm-hmm. and just letting go of all that and realizing, you know, that's Holy Spirit's job
0: Yeah, and I'm just going to focus
1: yeah. on what he wants to do in me and mm-hmm. restoring me to who I truly am. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I had written all of this stuff down. And then there was, had been a Psalm that had come up to me earlier that week. And it's like almost in preparation for going to this team restore. It was Psalm 27. And I happened to look back at it. And it had been like the verse of the day in the app, oh. the same on Wednesday, wow. the day I did this restore. And so I just kind of latched onto that. So then the next day I went back and read the whole thing again and realized that every verse in that Psalm was literally something I had journeyed with in that restore session. Yeah, And, you know, just seeing how good God is and in the mm. details. And it's like, he'd already yeah. prepared me for what we were going to work on in that session. And I just, the freedom I felt after that was like, okay, i get it now so we kind of continued to go and it felt like things were continuing to kind of turn around and with you and chad yes with with chad and i and then Mm -hmm. and he'd you know definitely been helping with the house this whole time and so then he came to me and i you know i just kind of felt like still something's not adding up and his reasons for things don't make sense really Mm -hmm. with what i'm saying and what i feel like holy spirit should be saying so he came to me and admitted that well Uh, This girl he had an affair with was now three and a half months pregnant. And so he felt like he wanted to come home, but he couldn't, that he had to make the choice to walk away. Mm -hmm. And definitely a blow. And I was sitting there with him, but I just, I already knew. And I, I looked at him and I, when he told me, well, she's three and a half months pregnant. And I just, I answered with, I know, because I just truly felt like Holy Spirit had already put it on my heart months before that, because I just felt again like things weren't adding up and that would be the only reason.
0: Yeah. And so for him to hold on. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So then, you know, that's journey in itself because it's kind of like, you know, I had been praying this whole time for God show me some things here. Mm-hmm. Um because I can't be in limbo. And it's interesting because so a year ago, I found this conference in Las Vegas for a wedding business conference and that's kind of also, something I do is wedding coordinating, and I have a oh, yes. I have it on my heart to own a venue someday. And now, through all this process, God has shown me so much more about that and what that's going to be as well. But a year prior to this, I had seen this convention, and I already put together a business plan for this venue. And I saw this opportunity, and I just truly hear, heard him say, "Like, yes, get a ticket. You're going a year in advance to this thing." And I'm like, "I'm just going to go to learn and." You know we'll see and so then leading up to it i was kind of you know questioning like should i even be really going to this you know i don't have any thing together now i'm in this situation with my husband you know those things The enemy kind of throws it at you to try and keep you from going, and so I just sort of said, you know, if if I'm still supposed to go to this, please give me some confirmation. And the next day, I talked to my brother, and he he got married, and he was talking to me about the wedding and stuff like that, and I just kept asking him questions. And finally, I said, Michael, do you have a coordinator? And he said, No. I said, But you're having a rehearsal, and you're having this, and you're doing this, and this, and this, and and I said, Michael, do you need a Switzerland? Do you need me to help coordinate your wedding? And he was like, oh my gosh, yes, please. (laughs) So I was like, okay, well, there's a confirmation for me. And then the day after that, I had worship rehearsal. And uh, my worship leader told me, she started talking about Las Vegas. And I said, when are you going to Las Vegas? And she said, we're going for a church leadership conference I'm going to be in Vegas for this conference that week. And so it just, you know, it's like, okay, well, that's double confirmation I'm going. So in Vegas for that week, before I left, I heard a message, let it go. I jumped in and went to this leadership conference with them on Wednesday night and I could go to one session and this conference was like three or four days long. And of all the sessions, all the speakers, the one I heard had a huge let it go message in it. And I mean, even every, all my church leadership was like <laughs> that moment where they turn and look at you and they're like, yeah, this. oh my gosh. You. Yeah. And you know, I was just like, yeah. okay, oh, I hear you. And then I get home and that sunday we had a guest speaker and he did two different messages and his 9 a.m was titled let it go and i was like okay well here's yeah. all the confirmation I yeah. need. three times in one week i have gotten the let it go message i accept that i hear you it's still kind of a process to getting truly accepting that and feeling like okay we are we are going into divorce because and you know you know you know that's never god's heart but in this situation circumstances and everything else that was just not the way it was going and
0: right this wasn't the fairy tale ending but your story is not its not the end so he has a fairy tale ending for you yeah yeah
1: and I definitely know you know I'm not defined by the circumstances and there's so much ahead that I mean he keeps showing me things all the time that I'm just like yeah I'm running I'm running towards that and so you know, kind of, there are some things that no moves had been made towards divorce, but, you know, he brought this girl to his family's Thanksgiving and things like that, where they, they were just sort of like, okay, now we're just yeah,
0: now it's passing holiday family to time. disrespect.
1: And that's when I did put my foot down and I was just like, no, you have to file. And, you know, that's part of the thing too, is everyone along the whole way said, you should file for yourself. And I said, no, I just feel like this was his decision. He's going to own it all the way through. Yeah. And God is my strength, and I can walk through it in, in waiting. And, you know, it's interesting because right before, well, right before Labor Day weekend, I asked God, I was just like, how much longer do I have to wait? And I heard five. I was like, what does that mean? Five days, five weeks, surely not five months. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's all I got was five. So I went back and figured it up. And from the exact time I asked that question, the divorce will be eligible to be made final exactly five months from that time Mm -hmm. and so I'm like well you were correct that was five months yeah um and so you know just as a society we are so quick to act so because we're used to the immediate results or you know we want something it pops up you know Mm -hmm. technology we have today and everything else so you know we're more impatient Mm -hmm. than ever so just waiting on the lord to truly walk this out you know in kind of going back and mapping out everything Everything has happened in three, five, or eight the mm-hmm. whole time, which are, you know, biblical numbers. Three is obviously completeness of the Trinity. Five is the number of grace and goodness, and eight is the number of new beginnings. And so mm-hmm. the way it's mapped out, it'll be exactly eight months essentially from when he walked out, to when the divorce is final. And, and so I just mm-hmm. truly feel like there's our timing for things, and we can act on it, or there's God's timing. And he may ask us to be uncomfortable and wait, but it's because we have no idea the moving pieces that he's working with outside of us and around us. And, you know, there's so many things within this situation that have been just his hands all over it. There's a group of us that I feel like have truly risen up kind of in our workplace and are being much more open with our faith and maybe changing the atmosphere a little bit. And then, you know, there's some of them have gotten pulled into church and one of them got baptized. And, you know, there's so many things now I'm plugged in and working with people that I never would have been connected to otherwise. And, you know, those are connections that are made that you're like, that is only because God orchestrated this. There's no way, yeah. like there, there's no coincidence. And so waiting on his time and what he wants to do with it. And, you know, there are, there's been encouragement things all along that he's given me. Like one thing is since September, I've seen now seven shooting stars and I, I can't even remember ever seeing one really before. Yeah. And so
0: just opening your eyes to Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Maybe I'm yeah. maybe
1: I'm more perceptive, but yeah. <laughs> but it's just, you know, there's things like that all along that it's like he gives me a direct response to things and I'm just you know, even though sometimes it's hard in the waiting after all of this, I was like, oh, I will wait on you because I want what you have for me, because I just know And I trust 100% that you have your best for me. And I'm going to wait for that and not choose my version of what the best is for me in the meantime.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So good, Taryn. I was just going to ask you, well, what's the takeaway? And you just (laughs) went right into the takeaway. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And when you're going through the wilderness and the dark times, just to press in yeah. even more into
1: Yeah, and there's, God a, and there's a verse in Isaiah, it's the, I make a way in the desert, I make streams through the wasteland, and I'm doing a new thing, see, do you perceive it, I'm doing a new mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, also just not... I'm also that, you know, like I said earlier, type A kind of detailed personality. I like security Mm -hmm. control. And I have never truly felt before the ability to let go and let God until now. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there's that question of, well, how will I make my house payment? How will I, you know, these things that I'm like, well, God truly just provides what we need each day. He Mm -hmm. leads us to the connections and the the open doors that he has Mm -hmm. for us that day. And if we just lean into that we will be taken care of. Mm -hmm. And I heard a a quote earlier this week, actually that said faith begins where worry ends. Mm. And I think that that is so true because we try and have both, but worry is a product of fear and fear is not of God. Right. And so of course, yes, circumstances you're like, obviously I need a a roof over my head, you know, things Mm -hmm. like that, but just trusting God's got it. He will provide, he does provide. And knowing that in his timing he will provide and it will be the best he has for you
0: that's right and you're a true example of going through the trials and what we gain through that we gain strong character yeah character like his and through the endurance and the perseverance and really that's why of the things that we go through there's reasons and we come out stronger and we build better character out of it so God bringing us through that and holding our hand the whole way yeah you are better through this whole thing you know God's got something better for you because we know he's a good god and he has that prince for you yeah (laughs) and i just want to thank you for coming on here well thank you for having me thank you so much for listening today i trust that god has encouraged you through this message for more information on this ministry and to access free downloads, please visit my website at jamielizabeth.com and sign up. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Jamie Elizabeth, She Speaks Life. That's J-A-Y-M-E Elizabeth She Speaks Life. Until next time, my friends, I pray God reveals himself through your own life story.